You're listening to the Stop Hating Mondays podcast brought to you by The Change Laboratory. In each episode, we answer client and listener emails with the goal of helping your career and workplace thrive. People are often surprised when we talk about passion, which given that The Change Laboratory is all about helping people become more personally and professionally fulfilled, is something we talk about a lot. What they find most surprising is that we are not afraid to say that this advice to find your passion, advice that you literally see everywhere, it's terrible advice. Or at least the implications of the advice is really terrible. Why do we think that's terrible advice? Because it belies the truth, which is that there's nothing simple about finding your passion. Let's be clear. Deciding to find your passion is a great goal. We want you to find your passion, and you should want to find your passion. But on your passion tends to be this sort of oversimplified advice that belies the real work that discovering passion actually requires. And because finding your passion is marketed as this sort of simple task, you know, like something you find while you're sipping a Starbucks or having a craft brew or mastering a yoga pose, it makes people feel inadequate and like they like failed when they aren't magically stumbling upon their passion. And that's a terrible feeling. Uh, and it's keeping people from actually finding their passion. Well, we want to change that. So we're dedicating this podcast to some practical, honest, hopefully effective tips for how to find your passion. I'm Kanan. This is Kent. You're listening to the Stop Hating Mondays podcast, and we're going to help you figure out your passion. Yeah, this is a biggie. And again, here, it's one of, one of these foundational things we're doing. You, you see this across our website. We deal with this in the work we do constantly because work groups want to have shared passion. People want to have passion in their life. But as Kanan was saying, people don't know what it really is. And they think it's an easy thing that just sort of drops in their lap. So an interesting component of that is that people don't really know the difference between what they can do, what they're good at, and what they should do. Can't tell you all the people we've worked with (laughs) in companies and individuals who are super duper high achievers. I mean, when they get honest, they hate what they do. That's a pretty big indication that you're doing what you can do because we can all be trained and, and all and all that, but probably not doing what they should do. So the distinction comes as a surprise to people and it's never been clearer to us than it is now in this current landscape, the pandemic, the economic crisis, we're receiving a rush of new clients who are searching for something new or some way to navigate all this disruption being experienced. Problem is they don't have the basic foundational information they need to even begin to effectively answer these questions. So our first tip on the road to finding your passion is to figure out your strengths and values. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That distinction between what you can do and what you should do is a really big one. Uh, and one that is really central to the idea of finding passion. 
I mean, people can become masters of something, like you said. They can become really good at a skill, and they may actually even like feel a sense of fulfillment from doing that. But we know from both personal experience and from all the work we do that just mastering a skill isn't enough. You need to know your strengths and values, and then you need to make sure your actions are actually aligned with your strengths and values. And that allows you to really plus up that feeling uh, of achievement to what I would say is the level of true passion. Sometimes it's helpful to use a metaphor. So let me, let me try this. Consider the idea of gardening, right? You can become an effective gardener. You can get plants to live, which is a real skill. But knowing how to keep plants alive is a much different thing than making a garden like actually flourish. Knowing your strengths is like knowing which plants are going to naturally thrive in your area or in the soil you have. So instead of randomly picking seeds or plants and busting your butt to make them live, you're doing something different. You're picking plants that are naturally going to thrive. And that's what strengths are. Knowing your strengths helps you move beyond mastering a skill and actually empowers you to pick actions that are naturally inclined for success. So yes, selecting plants that are naturally going to thrive still demands that you be a good gardener, but getting those plants to thrive requires so much less time and energy. Yeah, so I like yeah. that. That's your metaphor for <laughs> strengths. I'm gonna plus up that metaphor and talk about values. If I wanna bring uh, values into that equation, it's knowing why you are gardening, knowing the why oh, yeah. behind what you're doing. <laughs> if you know your why, your actions are imbued with meaning. Actions that are aligned with your strengths and values come more easily and fill you with a sense of purpose. Those are key ingredients for passion. Knowing your strengths is a big deal, but even more people are out of touch with their values. True. Yeah, and I want to say here too, you know, again, this is work we do with people and and it's way too much to get into in a podcast. These exercises to find your strengths, to find your values are actually relatively easy and then you can go deeper and deeper and deeper, but it's just too much to get into. But just saying this idea of, of the why, like why are you doing this in the first place? Getting in touch with your values is such a big component of this march to finding your passion. A life is made of many components and many roles, but there's only one you. Do you really have a handle on all these components? How do you feel like you're doing in all the different aspects of your life? The answer to that question is fundamental to finding passion. So we've got, as we just discussed, know your strengths, know your values. Tip number two, figure out your life. Yeah. As we already established, I kind of think in metaphors. So let me try another one here. Picture a wheel that is divided into several segments, like a pizza. Now I'm mixing metaphors, but for this wheel to work, each of the segments of that wheel need to be complete. If you've got a segment that is missing or it doesn't meet the other segments, the wheel's just not going to roll smoothly. And now imagine that that wheel represents you, your life, and each of the segments of the wheel is a different part of your life. So yeah. like your finances or 
fitness or your family. Nutrition, community, mm -hmm. giving back. Yeah. Yeah. What we recommend doing is looking at each part of your wheel, all those different little segments, and then giving them a score. So I'm going to say my finances feel like an eight out of 10, or my fitness feels like a five out of 10. I'm identifying how I feel about the different aspects of my life. And what that allows you to do is see where there are gaps in your life. You can recognize and start to re really be honest with yourself. Like my finances are a mess or uh, I feel unhealthy. Yeah. It's, it's identifying those areas that helps you understand why your journey is going to be bumpy. Yeah, so you figure you you envision that pizza <laughs> or the wheel moving along, and there's all these un unevenly healthy or unhealthy segments, and it's creating a very uncomfortable ride. So the idea is to smooth out that wheel, smooth out that pizza, uh, and the best way to do that is to you know start focusing on bringing up those numbers so you have a complete whole even wheel. And a big part of this is getting rid of shame because there's so many things oh, yeah. that, you know, we're, we, we feel like we're not good at, uh, you know, we give our fitness a one because we never exercise. We don't like our bodies. We don't like the way we move and we're uncomfortable in our own skin. Part of this facing each slice of your life is about naming it, mm -hmm. knowing what your relationship with each slice of your life is and sort of working on those slices that need the most work to start creating a fuller, even wheel. So ironically, a lot of people feel shame because they haven't stumbled upon their passion. It's really kind of weird. You have to like <laughs> acknowledge your shame before you find your passion, but people feel shame because they don't know their passion. As we all end in the opening, this is a core misunderstanding of passion that holds a lot of people back. Shame keeps people from doing the work they need to do. Even recognizing that there is work that they mm -hmm. need to do in order to find their passion. So here's a third and final tip. Know your strengths and values. Examine your life wheel. You do those two things. Magic is in this tip, this third tip, where you're mixing that knowledge from tip one and tip two to find your passion. Yeah, this can all start to sound like a lot because we could talk forever about passion. So I just want to break this one down a little bit more. The first step to finding passion is to figure out your strengths and values. That was tip one. Uh, and there are a lot of ways to do that. And if you need help with that, get in touch. The second step is to look at your life wheel, what we just talked about in tip two, and start using your strengths and values to bring each segment of your life wheel up to higher ranking. You're using your strengths and values to make your wheel more complete. So you may be thinking, wait, hold on just a second. Tip one and two equals tip three. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. You simply can't find your passion without doing steps one and two. You can't even try to find your passion without knowing your strengths and values and having a really clear understanding of your life. Yeah. I mean, so the way you're doing this is you have this core knowledge of your strengths and your values. What am I naturally good at? What am I naturally inclined to do? Your values, what's the why behind it? And you're able to take that knowledge and apply it as you look at each slice of your life. Now that I have this deeper understanding of myself, how can I apply 
why I'm doing all this, my purpose, to improving my fitness evaluation, my evaluation on relationships, finances, career. It's the interplay between the awareness of your strengths and values and the understanding and honest assessment of your life wheel mm -hmm. that creates the magic, this what we're calling tip three. Okay, so let's quickly recap. Tip one, know your strengths and values on a real level. Tip two, figure out you. Create your life wheel and understand all the components of your life. And then tip three, put your strengths and values along with your awareness of every aspect of your life and use that information to start building a passion. Real passion that is underpinned underpinned by all that self-awareness you've gained. Do you have a question you'd like answered here on the Stop Hating Mondays podcast? Send an email to questions at stophatingmondays.com. Also, visit thechangelaboratory.com for information on the services we provide, along with tips and tools that drive fulfilling careers and propel organizational effectiveness.